Now hiring bookworms like Courtney, a crew member at the Batesville McDonald's. McDonald's is great to college students because they actually offer tuition assistance. They've basically paid for what student loans couldn't cover. We're hiring people like Courtney who are passionate about what they do. Our benefits include tuition assistance, flexible hours, paid time off, free employee meals, and more. At McDonald's, the crew is the special sauce. Join us. Apply now at McDonald'sHiresOhio.com. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Paycom has something to say about payroll. When it isn't right... A lot can go wrong, and it's the employee who ends up suffering the most. After all, their livelihood depends on an accurate paycheck every time. And when they don't get that, they're placed in a tight financial spot, leading to insufficient funds, overdraft fees, missed payments, and other nightmares. Not to mention a lack of confidence and trust in their employer. With Betty, new from Paycom, employees do their own payroll. That means they gain full visibility into their paychecks and can resolve any issues and approve their checks before payroll is processed instead of after for greater accuracy and peace of mind. And best of all, they get a perfect paycheck every time. The future of payroll is here. Learn more at paycom.com slash Betty. That's paycom.com slash B-E-T-I. Bringing y'all another episode of Black Girl Interrupted, y'all. Today is Tuesday, May the 25th. Oh, y'all, can y'all believe we are almost in June? Like, next week is June. We are already halfway into 2021. So y'all already know before I start any episode, y'all already know, drop in the comments, I'm doing my mental health check-in. I need to know how everybody's feeling. I know it's Tuesday. But, you know, tomorrow is hump day, and then once we get past Wednesday, you know, then it's two days to the weekend. So, y'all drop in the comments. Let me know how y'all feeling. <sighs> Your girl is feeling good today. I'm looking good, feeling good. Things are starting to work out for me, and I'm so happy my vision is actually coming to pass. So, y'all already know, before I jump into tonight's episode, you know, I always have some beautiful things to play for you guys, but... Again, it is still Mental Health Awareness Month. Just because the month is ending next week does not mean mental health conversations stop. So, y'all already know. Let me go ahead and drop this real quick for y'all. You know, I don't know who this video is for, man. But it's like 4 a.m. in the morning, May 10th. And uh, my heart is heavy. Because I know there's somebody out there that is ready to end their life. It's already made up in their mind that they're not going to fight no more. They're tired of fighting. You know, they don't have no more strength to find because they've already gave all their strength. They don't even have the strength to turn the page. They don't have the strength to, to see tomorrow. They made up in their mind that their life is over. And maybe they logged on to Facebook. Maybe you logged on to Facebook and, and looking for a sign. Maybe you logged on to say your goodbyes and you came across this video. So I just want to tell you, man. That don't let those thoughts that are trying to kill you, kill you. Those thoughts that telling you life is over, those thoughts that telling you're not enough, those thoughts that tell you t things won't get better, those thoughts that tell you that you are your mistakes, those thoughts that tell you that you are your past, those thoughts that tell you that you're worthless. Don't let those thoughts kill you. They're lying to you. Because you're more than that. You're more than a conqueror. You're more than what you're going through. You do have purpose. You are awesome. You are talented. You are beautiful. You are special. Despite 
what you've been going through. So you make up in your mind right now. Okay, you don't have to have a, a whole plan out for the rest of your life. You make up, but you make up in your mind right now that you're gonna fight with faith tonight. You make up in your mind right now that you're gonna survive tonight. Whatever it takes. I pray that you have a peace in your mind that floods your mind like never before to let you know despite everything that you're going through, the storms that you're going through, the flood that's flooding your life with pain right now. I pray that peace tells you that everything is going to be okay. I pray that you find the strength inside of your weakest moment right now that lets you know that everything is going to be okay. So you put down that gun. You put down that drug, those pills. You put it down, man. Because there's more to your life than what you're currently going through. And you'll never understand it if you quit right now. But I promise you, if you fight with faith, you fight with prayer, eventually you'll realize everything that you went through had a purpose. Everything that you went through had a purpose. Life will get better. But if you're in your life, you prevent it from getting better. All right. Y'all, y'all know, like I say, I think that is my favorite video. I always, I have to play it. Like that's become my signature thing to play at the beginning of every episode. Like I say, it is Mental Health Awareness Month. Again, the conversation does not end because the bunk ends on the 31st. We have to keep mental illness conversations going. We have to keep it on the forefront, especially in the black community. We absolutely have to keep the conversation rolling. So y'all already know. Y'all know how your girl roll. Y'all been rolling with me for almost a year. And I absolutely appreciate all the love that y'all showed me. So again, um, in regards to mental health, if you know anybody, if you or somebody you know is experiencing any suicidal thoughts or thinking, um, of suicide, please call the number that's on your screen. You see it. 1-800-273-8255. Again, you or somebody you know that's in a crisis, please call the number 1-800-273-8255 or please, please call 911. Please call 911. Also, if you're in a mental health crisis, call the number again that's on the screen. 1-855-274-7471. We definitely want to get you all the help that we need. We definitely want to connect you to the right resources. We absolutely do not want anyone, any person left behind. We all have those ups and down days. And like I say, it only takes a moment to send a text a phone call, send a message, let someone know you're thinking about them. You never know that a message, a phone call, something could change a person's whole day. You just never, 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 never know. You absolutely don't know. So y'all keep dropping in the comments. Let me know how y'all feeling. Like I say, I'm doing my mental health check-in. I want to know how everybody's feeling today.
you know, if you're not having a good day, y'all know my DMs stay open. They stay open. Hit me up. Hit your girl up. I don't judge. As y'all see, I'm the most transparent person that you may ever meet. I don't care what you say about me because, like I say, I don't live in my past. I live in my present, and I'm looking forward to my future. So y'all keep dropping in the comments. Also, I have another number. Um, if you don't want to talk or you feel like you cannot talk, don't forget to text. There is a text, a number. You're going to text TALK to 741741. And that will allow you to text with a trained crisis counselor from the crisis text line. It is 100% free and it is absolutely available to you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You know anybody. Get them the help. Get them the help they need. Like I say, mental health is so imperative. It's so important. The pandemic has really shot everything through the roof. So everybody's been on a thousand anxiety, all types of issues. But keep dropping in the comments. <laughs> Big brother Will. Hey, brother. Good to see you. Glad you made it. You know, look, we've been bouncing back and forth because I was like, oh, I got the the moment the notification came up, I hurried up and clicked on it. Because, you know, I cannot ever miss the Black Male Podcast. Don't forget, y'all. Tune in with Big Brother Will. He has two podcasts. He has the ADHD Hour that is on Sundays. And then he has the Black Male Podcast that is on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central Time. So don't forget to tap in with Big Brother Will. Um, big brother, don't forget, link up with me tomorrow. I, I definitely want you and, and other brother on the show on a couple of episodes with me for next month. So tap in with your girl, tap in with your girl. Oh, absolutely. And it, you know what? Love and support is free. And that's what a lot of people fail to realize. Love and support is free. It doesn't take away for you to show someone some support. It does not take away from you to share a person's post. That doesn't take anything away from you. Show your love. Show your support. We all need it. You understand what I'm saying? Absolutely, big brother. Absolutely. So y'all keep dropping in the comments. Let me know how y'all are feeling. What's going on? Mentally, how y'all doing? Um, <clears throat> I do have a, a guest with me tonight. But before I bring her on, I want to say, um, I will not mention this person's name, but she has been a longtime friend of our family um, who went to her daughter. Her twin daughters graduated today. She collapsed and she passed away at her daughter, her twin daughter's graduation today. So to my other big sis, I love you. You're absolutely going to be missed. Love and prayers to the family, to your children, to your husband, um, you know. So I have a, another comment just popped up. Hey, Robert. He says, hey, saw you on Breaking the Stigma. I'm here to support and see what it's all about. Depending on certain topics, I definitely have strong opinions and am more than happy to share. Absolutely. Um. Let me let me post my email. Send me an email and let's absolutely connect. Um, let's let's. I'm always looking for guests. Um, 
on Black Girl Let's Rock, we talk about everything. We talk about everything, Mr. Roberts. So let me know whatever you're interested in. We can absolutely collab. We could connect, bring you on the show, and, and have a ball. So thank you, Big Brother Will. Yeah, so she, let me see. I'm in my, I'm 42, and her and my sister have been friends since middle school. So um, she posted this morning um, on the way to her daughter's graduation. And as they were walking across the stage, um, she collapsed. They're not sure, you know, she hit her head, but she did pass away. So shout out to you, big sis. Like I say, I'm absolutely going to miss you. Uh, hate I didn't get to see you all the times that I came to Atlanta, but your family is definitely in my prayers. So y'all keep dropping the comments in. Thank you, Mr. Robert. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. So let me go ahead and bring my guest on so we could go ahead and jump into tonight's topic. And as I bring her on, y'all keep dropping in the comments. I'm still doing my mental health check-in. I need to know how everybody's feeling today. Um, like I say, we, we all need that one person that we can vent to, that one person that is just the ear. If we're calling, sometimes we don't want the advice. Sometimes we just want an intervent. So Michael says, put choo-choo on your pocket. Absolutely not, sir. You will not. <laughs> but thank you for the love, though, choo-choo. I appreciate it. You're not coming on the show because you're crazy. You ain't going to get on here and try to embarrass me on here. No, but, but on the cool. Hit me up, and, and we can talk. We absolutely cut off. I promise you. You may want to connect with me. Uh, I got some great episodes coming up for the month of June. So y'all be on the lookout for those great phenomenal episodes um, that I have coming for June. So without further ado, let me go ahead and bring my girl Leslie on. Hey, how's everybody? I can't mm. hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you. You can't hear me? You can hear me? I don't know why I can't hear you. I can hear you. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with my sound. Wait a minute. I hear you You're perfectly. Right. I've been listening and everything. I can't hear nothing. This is crazy. I hope y'all can I'll go out me. and come no, back I in. I apologize. But no, I can't okay. hear you. Right, right, right. I, like I say, I have some great episodes coming up for the month of June. Some great episodes that I'm really, it's, you know, I absolutely want to celebrate. Brothers, it's dedicated to my black men. I don't know what's going on. I don't know why I came here. But I got you. Hold up. I don't know why. It's... Can you hear me now? Now you frozen. Oh, wait, you moving. Hold on. Can you hear me? I can't hear you now. Oh, wait, I heard a snap crackling. Wait. Uh, 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 oh, I hear you now. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, but now I can't hear you. Uh-oh, StreamYard acting up. 
It's been a day, y'all. The devil's trying to do some things. <laughs> y'all don't even know. <laughs> I can't hear you. <laughs> hear me now? Now I hear you. You can hear me now? Okay. Yes. Okay, now we're doing like, things. I had it plugged into the room. I had the oh. mic plugged into the room. So I oh, okay. apologize. Okay. No problem. Right. Let me tell you something. The devil been trying me for the past half an hour, not through you, through other people trying to cut up. So we all right. Because we both here. And all I right. hear so you. So now we're back in business. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Robert. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. All right. All right. So like I say, I'm still doing my mental health check-in. <sighs> Let me fix this back. And then we're going to be ready to rock and roll. There we go. Much mm -hmm. better. I was like, why can't I hear? I was like, why is it? It, it was just going crazy over here. Like, I could. Hear I don't know. I don't know. I, hey, you win some, mm -hmm. you lose some. Stuff works, stuff doesn't. But hey, it is. We got So now we're in business. So y'all keep dropping in the comments. Let me know how y'all are doing. Like I say, y'all know I do my mental health check in every episode, the beginning of every episode. Because I need to know mentally how everybody's doing. You know, the mask mandates are, are now being lifted in federal buildings and, you know, in the schools. So drop in the comments. Let me know how y'all feel about that. Is anybody sending their children back to school face-to-face -face in August? Well, I know I'm I'm sending mine back. Mine actually asked to go back, but they both have been vaccinated because mama wasn't playing them games. See, they're not disinfecting in between everybody moving and touching and all that stuff and i keep getting all the emails from another outbreak another outbreak in the community near the school and the community and so i was like look either they're gonna be out forever or they're gonna have to get vaccinated and then go back vaccinating is the only way that i personally was comfortable with them going back and i ain't all that happy about a vaccine but since everybody want to be all willy-nilly in these streets I, I we can't afford to be hiding in the house well, That's I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna say that that talk for another conversation because I'm not okay. getting the vaccine, and I'm gonna leave that at that. Look, girl, look, I ain't want to now. Do you see it? I'm trying to look alive, I but you know, only way I do it is if I'm forced to do it. But right now, it's voluntary, and I'm not doing it. I'm not volunteering. So, and I'm gonna say that conversation for a next show mm -hmm. <laughs> because I definitely want to talk about that. I absolutely do. Yeah, so, it's important. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So Mr. Roberts says, mentally, I'm good, always good. I have my trials and tribulations and haters, but I love the haters because they remind me to tell myself. I love me, though. Over time, it's become a powerful way to self-build over time. You can't have like haters if you ain't got nothing to hate on. Right. I'm right there with you, Mr. Robert, because I, I have my days. I mean, um these last couple of weeks have, have really been trying for me. Um, so when I come on the show, when I, when I do my episodes, y'all, this gives it, this is my outlook. This is my way for me to, um, to vent. This is my way for me to release. And even if it just takes my mind off of it for just a moment, this is therapeutic for me. So I, I did this. Like I say, I, I created black girl interrupted, um, in regards, because I wanted to create a safe platform for people to come on, to be transparent, share their stories, to disrupt those interruptions that we go through in life. 
So this is why I created Black Girl Interrupted. These are all my personal stories. You know, this is not stuff that I'm just, I, I'm pulling, you know, I come on here and I'm very transparent um, because, you know, people love to hold your past against you, but I don't live there anymore. You know, I, I'm not perfect. Yes, it, you know, from pictures and, and smiles, when deep down I was really a broken person. I was really, a, I was a broke, bitter bitch. That's what I was. So Black Girl Interrupted came from my pain. It was a, a way for me to work through my pain, a way for me to deal with my demons that I had fought for 30 plus years. So I'm now in a good place. Um, I absolutely love where Black Girl Interrupted is going. I love the people that I have met along the way. I even still love the people that I've lost along the way. So, you know, some people are just not meant to go on your journey with you. You know, God brings people into your um, life for a season of, you know, for a reason, a reason or a season. So some people are, are not in my life, but I love y'all and I wish you well on your journey, you know, and that's no shade. Some people feel like I throw shade. No, I don't. Um, that's just so keeping that real. Right, right. And I mean, and that's and that's the way life is, you know, when you elevate, you lose people along the way, you know, and in the midst of you losing people, you pick up other people along. You, you, you get mm -hmm. what I'm saying? It's almost like a bus. They like say a, a reason, a season, or a lifetime. Right, right. And, that, and there's only, nothing wrong with that. Right. It's like, you, you know, because you're in Jersey and you travel to New York, it's like the subway. You know, mm -hmm. when you get on the subway, they go, it goes so far and then it stops and it lets off maybe 50 people, maybe 100 people. Mm -hmm. And those 100 people that got off, 25 more are getting off. So that that's how I've, I've learned to look at my journey is some people I was just not meant to carry along the way. They were only mm -hmm. supposed to hold me a part of the way and then once they reach their destination or once I reached a particular uh, destination in, in my life they were meant to get off and I was to keep going and there were going to be other people waiting on me at another destination so so Mr. Robert says that's a great thing to have a safe space to express yourself and deal with stress and potential depression it is important for everyone to find their way to deal most people have really hard times finding it at all yeah it was rough. that is true it was absolutely rough especially in the beginning it's hard it's hard to face your past and and to acknowledge yourself and love yourself and accept yourself for your good bad and different and to look at all of your past as what was necessary for your personal evolution and when you can look at it that way, it's a lot easier to handle, especially when you can take your pain and fuel it into your passion and your purpose to help other people avoid their suffering. That's the beauty of you. And that's the beauty of what you've created, sis. And that's what first drew me to you. It's that willingness to share of yourself because you know that that pain almost took you out too many times and you're not beat for nobody else to go through that kind of pain no more. And if it takes you being transparent, if it takes you giving of yourself in that raw, unfiltered way, 
to make sure that don't nobody else hide in these dark crevices of sorrow no more. This is why we get along the way we do, because I feel the same exact way. God didn't let you go through everything you went through for you to keep it all to yourself, tucked all away, and to let it just eat away at you and to do nothing with it. He put you through all of that for that to be the end of you. If he allowed you to survive it, it was for you to do just what you're doing. Just what you're doing and you're blessing people with your truth, your love and your light. And that's what makes you extraordinary, you know? Don't, you know, that's what makes you extraordinary. You're a blessing and a warrior. And a lot of people can go through things, but to be able to go through things and then to be able to turn around and acknowledge their own good and bad and how they contributed, and then to be able to dissect it and explain it so that other people understand and can notice triggers, notice signs, and give the steps to avoid, that's above and beyond. Because honey, most of the people that survived the things that you and I have survived and the things that, that you've discussed already, and that we especially getting ready to discuss today, if they did make it through, they damn sure ain't talking about it. They hiding in shame somewhere. And that's but sad. But, but the reason that it's not talked about. Hey, sissy. Hey, Yoshi. I love you. Now, that one there, that lady right there. Yeah. When I tell you that lady is a absolute survivor. Yeah. That lady, that lady there has a whole testimony. Do you hear me? Okay, Miss Yoshi. I'm gonna have to meet you someday, huh? This lady there, when I met her, she was in the darkest time of her life. She was at the the lowest. Mm -hmm. And to hear her talk from her lowest to where she is now, and you look at it, you never would know. I promise you. Look, that's the glory of God right there. She does not. Robert says, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yoshi says, your past is your past for a reason. You continue to become who you are, and I am loving it. Big exactly. Brother says, prayers. Yoshi says, amen. Mm -hmm. She says, I love you more, sissy poo. I do, and like I say, I, I do this, you know, I, let me say this and then we, we're going to jump into tonight's show. I, I do this I love you too. You good, sis. You good, sis. We got you. We got you. You are extraordinary and imperfectly, perfectly imperfect. So you hear me? This is why I continue to do what I do. This is why I push and I do Black Girl Interrupted. And my whole intent was not to come on here and cry today. <laughs> but I, I do this you. because... Yeah. I don't want anybody, man or woman, to feel like they cannot share their pain. And mm -hmm. let me tell you why people don't talk 
because people gossip. Mm-hmm. Because the same pain that you share with somebody, they turn around and they use it as a weapon against you. Mm-hmm. But so you got to remember, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And when you own your truth, can't nobody do nothing with it. Right. That's that's the thing. When you own your truth and you love yourself, flaws and all, every decision and what? <laughs> and what? Because most of them people that got something to say, where were you? Did you give me any other options? Were you even involved? Did you know me then? And if you didn't, why are we talking about it? And what? When you get the spirit of and what? Oh, yes. Now you're really good. And I look back at, at who I was two years ago. Yeah, that was just a short time ago, but I've grown so much in almost two years. And I applaud myself. I, I, I pat myself on the back and how far I've come the strides that I've made in regards to mending relationships with people that I've hurt along the way, especially my children. Mm-hmm. So this is why I do Black Girl Interrupted. I do Black Girl Interrupted for every person that tunes in with me week in and week out. I do this for y'all. You have people that, that do this for clout. I don't do it for clout. I do it because I genuinely want to heal the next person. I want that next person to understand you're not alone, sis. Mm -hmm. I want the next man to know you're not alone. Those same suitcases that you have hid in the back of your closet, I've hid those same ones too. That's why I do Black Girl Interrupted. This is why I applaud every man and every woman regardless of how big or how small your accomplishments are i still congratulate you and i want people to understand start celebrating those small ones and stop waiting on the big ones i know that's right look every day we are blessed to open up our eyes and take another breath it's another day to be better and greater than we were the day before and every little bit that you accomplish even if it's to hold your head high in the midst of sorrow at the end of that day you better give yourself some credit for it because it takes effort and courage to face the world in the midst of your sorrow and pain every little bit of, of everything you do give yourself credit and grace for because everything is a choice from the moment you woke up, whether you decided to get yourself up out of the bed or just lay there in sorrow, it was a choice. And when you start to really own the significance of your choices, then you have magic and then you have power to face the world. But acknowledge your greatness, acknowledge your strength, acknowledge your resilience, because just the choice to get out of bed is a choice that deserves to be applauded, especially when you've been through sorrow. When I tell you, I'm gonna share something with y'all. And then we're going into tonight's topic. It's been a trying month for me. Absolutely a trying month for me. I'm out on disability. I had a whole breakdown after my daddy passed away. I didn't want to get out of the bed. I'm taking on the financial burden of trying to get my father's affairs in order 
while fighting with disability to get my money. So yeah, I got a pop-up shop coming up that I don't know how I'm going to get the stuff that I need for my pop-up shop. I made sure all my bills were paid. So that's what I've been going through this last month. Financial struggles. Trying to still grieve and, and, and get up and make it through the day. That's what I go through. And I get up every day and work on Black Girl Interrupted to come to y'all. Mm -hmm. It's your positive and productive place. Absolutely. To come and mm -hmm. be the best to y'all. But y'all keep me going. Every day. Every you keep day. us going. Facts. You keep us going. Your dedication keeps us going. It keeps us lifted. It, it does. You know, and you should recognize that. So Yoshi says, you just had the mood to do what you are. God has you to do for him. Trey says, you know, we had this conversation. I love your bravery. This platform you're providing to have these conversations are definitely needed. I will always support your cause. Support your, your cause. I know it's genuine and sincere. That's where I go. Mr. Robert says, to be better than you were yesterday, all you have to do mm -hmm. is try. Love what you're saying. That's so I right. needed to vent. I, I absolutely needed to. I just, I felt like I was going to explode. Just let it out. <laughs> Girl, just let it out. It's okay. Because well, already you know got to let it out. You ain't got to look for it tough all the time, sis. You you with the real ones. We here. I'm the biggest crybaby, y'all know. And I, I don't know. We might be, we might be tied. We'll see who ends up falling out first from the crying today. I don't know. Might be you. Might be me. I don't know. It's a cleansing moment. We all need Just everybody need. get your Kleenex. We be good. Right. Get you some water, some wine, whatever it is you need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to keep it PG <laughs> over here because you know what I do with my messed up joints and all in the name of the medical. But I'm trying to keep it cute for you. <laughs> So y'all already know. There we go. Yeah. Uh, ah, she's got Ms. it. Leslie is the creator of For the Love Culture Podcast. And just, you know what? I'm so sick of this. I can't never get my hands. There we go. You got it, right. it right. I got it right this time. Mm -hmm. Introduce yourself. Even though they, they, Oh, they may not okay. have saw you last week, but... Yeah. My name is Leslie, Leslie Ann Seal. Um, I'm the creator of For the Love Culture podcast. Um, getting ready to, you know, put together my debut show. But the lovely Miss Ashley has allowed me to pop on her platform and assist her with some of these tough talks um, just to kind of get my feet wet. And, you know, I love supporting all things 
Ashley and Black Girl Interrupted because it's just phenomenal. And so I, I just, I love the opportunity to come and let's discuss important topics that everybody seems to be too afraid to discuss publicly. But as you also, you know, appropriately mentioned, they love to whisper about. Experience the thrill of Broadway as Wicked flies back to Columbus. Don't miss the untold true story of the Witches of Oz from May 18th through June 5th at the Ohio Theater. Tickets are on sale now. Wicked, it's the only musical with the power to defy gravity. Visit broadwayandcolumbus.com to get Wicked. Now through April 14th, join a clean and spacious Planet Fitness for $1 down and only $10 a month. With tons of equipment and free fitness training, it's the perfect place for everybody to work out. Even me, Mr. I can't sleep at night, so I keep dozing off during the day. Especially you, Snoozy. You'll rest easier and feel fit-tacular. Wait, how did you get in here? Join in club or at planetfitness.com. $1 down, $10 a month, cancel any time. Hurry, deal ends April 14th. See club for details. About other people, though. Not themselves. But this is the forum that we are grown, mature people who have lived enough and learned enough and acknowledged enough about ourselves in the world that we want to help to clear some things out and make a space for everybody to let's just stop pretending, please. We all can be a lot more productive. We all will be a lot more sane. We will have less pressure on our backs if we all could just be open and honest and when we're having a sad day, just say, hey, y'all, I'm a little down today. Ain't nobody going to die from you saying you having a little a little hard time today. When we start to get more comfortable having these kinds of conversations, we will have more of a healing society. And then we can really grow and evolve as a people. So I'm just blessed that you're willing to share this opportunity with me. You know, let's do something for the culture in the name of Queen Bob's. And melanin magic. <laughs> Black girls rock. Black female entrepreneurs. Don't forget, y'all. Black girl interrupted is hosted. I am hosting my first annual women's empowerment conference, June the twelfth. <laughs> she partying. She partying. I'm excited. Oh my God, y'all just don't know. So the month of June is is busy for me. Oh my God, I'm so, so, so freaking excited. It is a virtual event. Um, if you haven't received the invite, I will post it again. And I will send out all the invites. Y'all check me out June the 12th. It starts at 12 p.m. Central Time. I have some phenomenal women on the panel. And we are uplifting, empowering, and encouraging. Women. Yeah. She's a boss. And get some She's of these vibes. And mm -hmm. don't Fellas, I got something coming for y'all by the end of the year. So y'all brace yourself. I'm not just doing it for the women, but I got my brothers. Don't worry. I got y'all too. So just hold tight. Work with your girl. Let me just get through the month of June. Let me breathe a little bit. And then I'm going to start planning what I got for my fellas. Because I definitely want my men to know I love you too. I celebrate y'all every day. Every day I celebrate y'all. But right now I got to, I got to, I got to push my queens right now, though. fellas. I ain't forgot about y'all. I promise you. I have not. 
can, can I mention something real quick? That's for the men and the women. I, I almost forgot. I, I filmed our most recent episode of Millennial Talk Tuesday today. Now, that's my real estate show that's filmed on. Uh, if you go to Facebook and you look up House, then the car, it's a program that we encourage you to get your house, then your car, because we do assets, then liabilities. So if anybody's looking to level up their finances, we had a phenomenal financial advisor on who was dropping some facts about leveling up the finances and, you know, preparing to do big things as CEOs and, and boss entrepreneurs. So that was just my little. Did I put it yes, House, then the car. Yep. Okay. And there's a website as well, housethenthecar.com, but the show is on the Facebook page. So you can check that out. So I need to post that link for everybody to jump on and jump on so they can find ways so they can get out mm -hmm. of the home. Yeah, we talked about getting getting your debt right, um, getting them investments right, and all, all, all of the things to get them coins together. Oh, I need that. Yeah, look. I, Look, I, I got into real estate because I want my coins. I, I want a house. This, I got to get this income flowing because uh, they play with Look, my you, look, you and me too. Because the unemployment money. gang and this whole waiting on disability, you know, we in the same boat waiting on a disability. And last SSD said they got four months for me that I got to wait. So, you know, in the meantime, we could be flipping some of this stimulus. Cash, paying down them debts, making some moves. We'll talk about that on another show. You got that? Cause I got, I need to get some better money management skills. But that we'll say that for a whole other episode. So we. Oh, yeah. What you say? No, I was gonna say, girl, I got you in the DMs for that. Right. Mm hmm. That part. All right, so we're jumping into tonight's topic. I appreciate the event session. I appreciate everyone doing their mental health check-in with me. I Again, I absolutely appreciate y'all just allowing me to just be me. That's the, I love that. I appreciate all of that. So we're jumping into tonight's topic. Abortion. I'm not ready to be a mother. It's a hard one. Abortion. It's an important one. Especially in the black community. So when I decided to end the month with this topic, it actually came at the most inopportune time because this ban was passed in Texas by Governor Greg Abbott. No longer six-week abortions. If there's a they banned uh, fetal heartbeat abortions, you know the ban. Typically, and how are you supposed to know you're pregnant? Most time you don't even know you're pregnant until about a good five, six weeks into the game. So what are we talking about? Some people don't find out until they three, four months. So I, I had to bring this. I, I, we had to discuss it. I had a whole nother topic, but I say, you know what? I, I want this. Because I know there are a lot of women 
black women who have either been forced or they've done it by choice. Especially black women. You know. Yeah. You look at the I've got to collectively get my thoughts together, y'all, because this this is this is something that honestly, you know, in my humble opinion, it, it should it should have always been the pregnant person's choice. Because at the end of the day, it's that person's body. So it's that person's decision as to whether they want to watch it expand and bring life into this world. Or if due to whatever the circumstances, they're just not capable of handling that. And if their emotional sanity is better equipped to terminate the pregnancy so that they can be a whole individual, they should have that right to make that decision. But should nobody be telling nobody what to do with their body? Because there's too many things that we can do to avoid pregnancy in the first place. Let's, we could start there. But once, once the damage is done, you gonna force a mother to have a child she don't want? What are we gonna do with the babies that's in the garbage? Or they just was a teenager who had a baby and just randomly handed it to some stranger like two days ago. In a restaurant. I saw in a that. restaurant, yeah. Had the baby and just, whoop. Imagine where her headspace is. Yeah, where's her headspace right now? This never should have been a topic where other people got involved with what folks was doing with their bodies. In my humble opinion. Because it's a very complex issue that definitely has to do with the age, the mental capacity of the person, and with respect to everything else, the circumstances as to how they got pregnant, there's a lot that it has to be factored in before you just make a broad, everybody can't do it or everybody can do it. And like, I mean, it's sad as the majority of men making these rules, you know, about what we supposed to be doing with us. With our bodies. She was 14 years old. don't exist. Right. She was 14 years old. So we jump into considering abortion. Know your options. Your options depend on your, your community. Your options depend on who you're surrounded by. You know what I'm saying? And it's not even necessarily a legal thing because depending on what family you belong to, those are your options. So that's, you know, it's, that's even a hard one in and of itself, depending on your age, access to resources. What are your options for this 14 year old girl she clearly didn't have many other options right. outside of hiding it, giving birth, and then just handing it away, not wanting to do harm to the child, but knowing she ain't had no business having no baby. So ADHD Our Podcast says abortion is a diversion topic. He says they bring it up every time they don't want to talk about something in politics. Mm -hmm. That part? Ooh. 
They know it's something that'll get everybody riled up enough to stop paying attention to investigations into capital insurrections and and prior administrations and 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 people attached to pedophiles and all kind of things that you know we were supposed to be talking about. I'm just just lips. I mean, I'm just gonna call it what it is. That was the news cycle before we started to get back to attacking women's rights again for the 8,000th time. He says and which party is this? Right. Yeah. He says because they know how strongly people feel about it. And he said, bingo. Yeah. That burned my lips. It's a big enough hot button topic that everybody going to turn around and be ready. What you say? I'm for it. I'm against it. I'm for it. I'm against it. I'm for it. I'm against it. Meanwhile, folks is shredding evidence, hiding things, negotiating things under the table. Folks is doing a whole lot of stuff over, over there while we anti, pro-con. That part. I'ma just sit back. Y'all know I am never speechless, but she, woo, I mean, either we gonna either we gonna talk about it or we're not gonna talk about it because the, the sad part is, it is a it's a conversation that never should have been a conversation. Okay, the only conversation that should have been is people should not be allowed to do home abortions. Shouldn't be no illegal back door in the alleyway, in nobody's basement, in nobody's apartment, hotel room, abortion. That's the only legislation that we should have, actually. Whew. Now, outside of that, y'all just effing around with people, playing around with folks, messing with people's rights just to start, again, chaos, confusion, and distraction. Distraction. Like, that's the truth of it. Hey, Big Low, uh, y'all go holler at my brother, Big Low Country Sports. Baby, let me tell you, y'all want some good football talk? Y'all want some great film study conversations? Go ahead over there to Big Low Country Sports. He's on YouTube. Y'all go hit him up. Run his likes up. Run him subscribe. And make sure y'all hit the notification so y'all don't miss the episode. Oh, yeah. P.S. He's a Falcons fan. Oh. So I, I I'm I can't wait, brother. Down with the A. I need to hear how you feel about Julio. I I, I need to, but we gonna say that for your show. But but I definitely I need to tiptoe on over there because we, we got some real football talk we got to do. ADHD <laughs> uh, hour podcast say facts. His say yep. His say they go after illegal abortion. And that's why you end up. I got a video that I'm gonna play for y'all. And let me tell y'all, when I found this video, I say another way to exterminate the black race. Of course, I had the. You know, I had the. Think about it. They was trying to give us abortions when we ain't asked for them. And now all of a sudden, the ones that want them, now all of a sudden, no, oh, you better have that baby. Y'all need to, y'all make up your mind. 
What part do you want? More black babies on welfare. Cause isn't that what y'all say? Y'all just having these babies stay on welfare, collecting benefits. Y'all just want to be breeding and breeding. And then when people say, hey, we can afford these kids. We don't want to keep having these kids. Y'all don't want to give us adequate birth control. Y'all don't want to give us adequate health care so that we can handle things. What you want? Don't have the babies, have the babies. What you want? What you want? What you want? What you want? And if I had a babies that I don't want to have that I know I can't afford, are you going to help me pay for them babies? Or, or you're just hoping for more designer black babies to adopt, like we discussed last week. And, and maybe that's the whole thing now. Maybe now you don't want, now you just want us to breed more babies for you to have as new slaves and accessories. Big Lil, much love to you, brother. <laughs> but you know what? Let me, did this one here? That's just a soldier 2.0. <laughs> Let's get it, GA. Hey, babe. What's going on, baby? Love you. Good to see y'all. <laughs> Big Law say, Let's get it, my brother. ADHD hour says, Yep. He says, uh, ADHD say, We need to ignore that and keep focusing on them. So, in other words, we need to keep our foot on their necks. Well, we got we to keep know. up with on everything. Let's you know what I'm saying? He said, what in the world, boy? <laughs> y'all but man, y'all got to go check out. Let me say this. Y'all got to go check out Big Low Country Sports. When I tell you, he, he needs to, somebody put that man on ESPN now. <laughs> so Mr. Robert says, you can't take ba a baby's organs, but you can take the organs when they of age. Makes sense from that angle. But that's another topic in itself. Oh. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Now, who saw Get Out? Oh! Who saw Get Out? Now, I know they so say art They say art imitates life. I'm just saying. It makes no sense that a certain race of people, and especially the males of that race, always want to have something to do with us reproducing when, how, and under what circumstances Mr. Robert, we understand, baby. Make your coins. Make your coins. So, I found this video, y'all. And, and, and it was very imperative that I, I, I played this. So, I want to talk about this picture for a moment. Because that's exactly what you just said, Miss Les. You mm -hmm. said... Oh my! Switch to My Perks at Giant Eagle for free gas and free groceries. With My Perks, it's easier than ever to earn more perks in more ways. Redeem your perks for unlimited cash rewards with longer expiration dates. The rewards keep coming with birthday rewards, extra perk days, and more. A whole new world of perks is waiting. Switch today at GiantEagle.com slash MyPerks or download the Giant Eagle mobile app. At Lexia, we know literacy changes lives. As the gateway to the future for every student, literacy can boost their confidence and help them realize their full potential. Based on the science of reading, our literacy programs, along with all of those dedicated educators, can change the path of students' lives forever. We believe literacy can and should be for all. That's why at Lexia, we're all for literacy. At ADHD, I would you just you guys just said the same thing. This body is not a political battlefield. 
stop the bands. Mm -hmm. That come on, let, let me put that back up there real quick. Come. Say what you was gonna say, sis. It just don't make no sense. Yeah, it makes it makes absolutely no sense. And the sad thing is, you know, I would love to just say ignore it and, and just keep our foot on their necks, but no, nah, they want us to do the twister. You see what I'm saying? They want us to have my they want my foot on my abortion rights that I, you know, I just want the right to do what I want that's safe for me. You know what I'm right. saying? It ain't even like I'm all that great with abortion anyway. I feel like certain circumstances warranted, but outside of that, there's too many other things that we could do to avoid the whole situation. But it's my choice because it's my body. But if I know that they keep bringing us up as a distraction, then I got to do the splits. Okay, now, now my other foot over here on the red, on their neck. I got a foot over here on the blue, on their throat, and a foot on the red, on their neck. Because now you got me trying to limbo to protect all of my rights. And we ain't going to get into the financial and the legal traps. And this is how we become new slaves. They're all just nooses that tie us down. They got a nail in my right foot over on the neck. They got a nail in my left foot on, 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 you know, on a chest. And then they got the noose around my neck called low income poverty. And see how this keeps me down almost on all fours, except I'm a strong bee and we break chains around here. These conversations break chains, but that's what it is. This is slavery. Modern you. day. 2021. Modern day lynch. New slaves. So I found this video that falls into what you just said. Brace yourself for this video. Brace yourself for it. I'm holding on now. In more news, an article in the Wall Street Journal last week spotlighted a topic often ignored in the nation, the alarming abortion rate for African-Americans in the United States. Wall Street Journal columnist Jason Riley wrote a piece last week titled, Let's Talk About the Black Abortion Rate. Riley explored how in New York City, thousands more black babies are aborted than born alive each year. And he highlighted how on the national level, black women terminate pregnancies at far higher rates than other women. Look at these numbers. In 2014, black women made up 13% of the U.S. female population, but 36% of all abortions were performed on black women. I spoke on this exact topic, the alarming black abortion rate, with a pro-life leader earlier this year. Pastor Leonard Howard Childress Jr. is senior pastor of New Calvary Baptist Church and assistant to the director at LEARN, the Life Education and Resource Network. He coined the phrase that the most dangerous place for an African-American is in the womb. We go now to our interview with Pastor Childress to hear why. Well, first, it's not hyperbole. It's not a radical rant from a right-wing reverend. It is a sociological fact. 52% mm. uh, of all African-American pregnancies end in abortion, 1,786 a day. And since 1973, over 20 million African-Americans have been killed by abortion alone. So it is not uh, anything to be used uh, lightly. Mm. It is a sociological fact and it's happening on our watch and I'm grieved over that. And you are bringing that truth to the urban areas, speaking with young people. Tell us about your strategy and your technique. 
Well, first, with today's young people, just be honest, sincere, and mm -hmm. tell the truth. Don't be afraid of the differences in the generations, but unquestionably, they need to know that they've been lied to. Mm. And they need to know that this is a great deception that's being played out. And unquestionably, they need to know that it's going to affect them for the rest of their lives. Uh, institutions like Planned Parenthood are targeting African Americans, women, as well as men who are a part of the problem also. But when you have a, an, a situation where it's going to affect your children later on, it's going to affect your ability to have mm -hmm. children, it's going to affect your psychological view, indeed, on life itself. Eighty-five percent of women who have abortions have some type of psychological malady. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of pain in our pews, and the clergy need to step up and recognize those women are in your pews. You need to shepherd them and sound the alarm of what's happening at the rate of 1,786 a day. And you're doing that as pastor. Yes, you're... it has to be. <laughs> right. You were heavily featured in a recent PBS documentary called The Anti-Abortion Crusaders Inside the African-American Abortion Battle. Yeah. Let's take a look at it. We're going to talk about the notorious Planned Parenthood. You're being told to go to Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood has a plan for you, especially you young ladies. Planned Parenthood is taking it far beyond what the Ku Klux Klan ever thought they could possibly take it. What did you make of PBS's frontline portrayal of the pro-life movement within the black community? Well, I was pleasantly surprised at their fairness. Uh, and the key thing of that, one, is they said our data is true. Wow. Many people believe we're making up the data. And secondly, she noted that Margaret Sanger, the founding mother, so to speak, of Planned Parenthood, was a devout racist. And in this age of political correctness, if a uh, historian who isn't even for the life movement and who is pro-choice, right. Ms. Greenleaf, says, indeed, Margaret Sanger is a racist, then why are we giving out the Margaret Sanger Award? Why is Planned Parenthood insisting that her bus stay in the portrait galley at our Smithsonian? Those are taxpayer dollars going to support that. And in the age, once again, of political correctness and racial sensitivity, <clears throat> why are you upholding a devout racist as a role model for other women and other politicians. It's shocking. And, Pastor, talking about abortion is a tough issue on its own. And now we're throwing the race element into it. Mm -hmm. What advice do you have for our viewers so they can boldly speak the truth that abortion is hurting the black community? Well, I often come from the civil rights perspective. I think we all have a common enemy, a common goal, common God. When talking with the African-American community, we have to recognize that this is a segment of our community whose rights are being denied. It's the same platform Martin Luther King took. Hmm. We are not holding these truths to be self-evident, uh, that all mankind was created equal, endowed by the Creator, not mom or dad, but God, to certain inalienable rights among these life, liberty, and the pursuit. There is a, over 20 million African Americans and over 50 or 60 million since 1973 that were denied the right, the access to the American dream. That's a great social injustice and something that the church should be grieving over. Pastor Clannard Howard Childress, Jr., thank you for being here. Thank you for having me very much.
You, you, see, you see my face, right? You see my face? I'm, so, I'm clutching pearls that I don't even have on. I'm clutching pearls that I don't right. even have on. Okay. So, let's talk, before we talk about that video, considering abortion, your options. Well, he just blew a lot of options out the water, just, just effing around and giving me the facts on Planned Parenthood. What options now? Okay, now what option do we have? Because let's see, the only option they gave us was a Planned Parenthood. And now when we find out the history of a Planned Parenthood coupled with now, you got to find out in early, you better have the money for an early uh, test time, timing. If you ain't got money for them digital five days before your period and if your body ain't lucky enough to be one of them bodies that might want to register all of that right. what options i don't know what options we have anymore now that we now now what options do we have but do you know that they've closed a lot of the planned parenthoods though but they needed to apparently because if all you if all you gonna do is just say hey girl guess what we can scoop that out anytime you want come on if that the if that was the goal, we don't need that. Once look, what we need is health care, health insurance. We need them 40 acres, the mule, so that we can afford the babies that we wind up getting pregnant with. Because a majority of them women that had them abortions did not want them. They couldn't afford the children. Couldn't afford or the children. Forced. Or they or were they forced. forced. One of them two things, a majority of those women, very few out of that number, because it's not like black women just run around here, F them babies, F them babies, F them babies. We just want to have abortions. We're not doing that. We ain't doing that. We ain't out here in the streets saying, busting it open, spreading it wide, and then just running out there to get abortions like that's the new form of birth control. We're not even about to play with that perception. The small percentage of them women said that's just how I want to roll. Very small. Right. And then I'm sure it's equivalent to the number of white women that's doing that same kind of get down. But the disproportionate rates here are alarming. And to know that it's higher amongst black women? That, that's what I'm saying because anybody else that hears that right wing people would say, oh, well, they just loose, they just acting like animals, they just out there doing whatever, they just don't want to even protect themselves. Well, with what resources? If I, if Planned Parenthood is throwing condoms that bust and and sending you to schedule the abortions, what other options? Where where are the other options? And you still got to pay out of pocket for Planned Parenthood. It ain't free. Oh yeah, it ain't free. They do it based on a sliding scale. Um, but eighty, <laughs> you're you're caught there, right? On a sliding scale, they go based off your income, so it's not free. You still you pay based off of what you make, but okay. <laughs> so ADHD Hour podcast says, "How do you think they know what kind of blood type and health health information on the black women that have gone missing?" And when you hear about the number of black people that have died via abortion, 
since abortion has hit these streets legally. We ain't gonna talk about before it was legal. I ain't even gonna get into that rabbit hole. But yeah. since being since look, becoming, let's not go into a back room where she was soaking everything in whiskey and and. We ain't gonna talk about you know no more wire hangers. We ain't gonna talk about that today. That they burn the tips with a. You know what? I, mm. Okay, I'm gonna leave that. I'm gonna leave that rabbit hole alone. But it still is. It still is bad because right. you know you end up having teenagers like myself carted off into rooms, being told this is what's about to happen. Hey, you ain't got no say so, and big bang boom. Don't ask me no questions neither. All right, and back to school. Look, and back to school. You have a story. Mm -hmm. When when people, this whole topic for our community is a hot mess in a handbasket. I'm just going to start with that. It's a hot mess in a handbasket when it comes to our community. There's so many reasons why we bully each other into having abortions. You know, the way that we view ourselves, the way we esteem ourselves and, and what we are worth to the world to what we are worth to our community, what we're worth to the white community. Depending on those values, determine whether or not you're shoveled into rooms to handle things, okay? And that's With just the, the reality. Of it. Connected to your uterus, you know what? Which may or may not cause you to be having issues later on in life. And truth be told, by the time I wound up having my children or getting pregnant for the first time, I just didn't think I was able to have kids. Right. Because I have been forced into a situation and ain't no other situations had occurred. Not that I was out there loosey goosey in these streets, you know, shooting up the club. We wasn't doing that all the time. But still. From the age that I was sent into things. By the time I became pregnant, some years had went by, which is part of the reason why I wasn't as careful when I finally moved out of my parents house, because I just didn't think that. It was a possibility. Right. And then bing, bing, boom, now I got two whole children. It's getting ready to be 16, the other one's 17, and surprise. <laughs> Guess what? I, I was Heard blessed. You say to two whole little... children. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, surprise. Who, girl? You know, we got you. Like, so let me ask you this, sis, because when it comes down to the options, you know, the resources are very limited. For me in particular, and I'm I'm gonna keep it a thousand. I okay. I grew up in a suburban town, small town. Um, it was a mixed crowd, you know, all different colors, and it was it was almost an anomaly because like we were a town, we were small but we was mighty, and if you came around us with the racist stuff, the whole town might jump you. Like we, it was one of them towns. It was not a, it was it was unique. I was a Girl Scout from kindergarten through senior year in high school. Okay. Like this, it put, imagine in your mind, young girl wanted to go to Howard, wanted to be an entertainment attorney, wanted to study international business, right? You got Girl well, Scout cookies. Yes. Oh, yes, and I loved it from the daisies all the way up. Yes. Make new friends, keep the old, all that one is silver, the other gold, all that good stuff, girl. Yes, we was doing things. We was doing things. Living our best, our best little teenage life. You know what I'm saying? Just trying to, I had a plan from five. I was going to be an attorney. Now I personally wound up losing my virginity and not the best way. 
you know, it was unfortunate circumstances, very much a molestation. We'll just put it like that. Somebody too damn old that should have known better, that should not have had the access that they had to me, found access to me and convinced me of a lot of confusion, mm. you know, from the age of 11 through 15. And when I finally figured out that everything that I had been told was a bunch of bull, mm -hmm. I was angry. And in becoming angry, I had become a little reckless in my behavior just because I, I was mad that I had been lied to and convinced to give away something that I didn't understand the full value of. And then once I realized the value and that I've been duped out of it, it didn't mean nothing to me no more, actually. And then it just became something to do or a means of negotiation, depending on, you know, if the person, you know, said I was pretty. I grew up thinking I was ugly. Used to cry in the mirror all the time. Mommy used to make me sit in the mirror all the time. You pretty, no, no, yes, you are. It was a whole situation, like, whole situation. All because none of the boys my age liked me, right? So now imagine this this 15-year-old girl who's just figured out that the last four years of her nighttime grown life, but daytime little girl life was a hot mess and just realized that that never should have been mm -hmm. at 15. It's clear to you that de-icing the wings will not be done in a jiffy. You look for phone outlets, but see none. Only photos of phone outlets. A voice announces your gate is now 39C-12B-9A. It's like musical chairs, if musical chairs made you sob in the pet relief area. A child picking his nose stares. His parents have abandoned him. The airport will raise him now. Don't let flight delays ruin your vacation. Go on a real vacation. GoRVing.com. At Lexia, we know literacy changes lives. As the gateway to the future for every student, literacy can boost their confidence and help them realize their full potential. Based on the science of reading, our literacy programs, along with all of those dedicated educators, can change the path of students' lives forever. We believe literacy can and should be for all. That's why at Lexia, we're all for literacy. So wound up in a situation where I go off to Girl Scout camp. Look, used to go every summer, learn how to horseback ride and all this stuff. Now I'm in, I'm in Prince Edward Island, 20 hours away from my home, Canada, right. throwing up, sick. And I come home from camp. My mother takes me to the doctor because I ain't thinking nothing of it. You know, I'm like, I'm look, daytime little girl. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, my tummy hurts. I just got back from camp. Like, what's wrong? Maybe it's so, you're thinking you eat something wrong or Yes, I was just out the country. I'm thinking I got food poisoning or something. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody's thinking nothing crazy. Like we get ready to start, what was it? Sophomore year of high school? What are you talking about? And then surprise, surprise, ma'am. She's not sick. She's pregnant. I was like, what? What? That's why I got a little chubby over this summer? What? And I know I didn't figure out until I can't even tell you how many weeks because they didn't tell me any info. But I do know that it was a it was a little bit of time because I had been at camp for quite a while. And the one night that this occurred had been a while. You know, that was early summer. This is late summer, about to start school. And so for me, at this point, you're three months. There was, it was, yeah, there was, there was, there was not a lot of options there. Um, 
close to three months, I'm guessing it had to be close to if it wasn't three months. And so basically there was no conversation in my household. Like it was like found out the shocking information at the doctor's office. Just pure shock on me and my mother. My father wasn't there. And I remember the next day, if I'm not mistaken, she was just like, you're not going to school. And I'm like, huh? And the next thing you know, we're riding past picket signs. And I'm like, what the, what in the, what, 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 where are we going? Like, where are we going and what, what's going on here? So here comes this force. And then I realize where we are. As I start to read the signs and the people, because this is, a, this was the, this was the 90s. This is the late 90s, mid to late 90s. This wasn't no cute topic. And people was real, you think they fight now. They was real, like, in your face at clinics, screaming in girls' faces, acting crazy. Yeah, they were actually they were acting crazy outside of these places. So now, if you imagine a fifteen-year-old who just found out the shock of her life, you know, and now I'm driving past people with picket signs, screaming at my car, being taken into a building. Surprise, bitch! Like this, what we doing today? Hey, this is the field trip that I promised you I was gonna take you on. With no discussion. With no discussion, with with no with no discussion, and I just have to ask, like, where in anybody's right mind does that seem like that's right? Because I know for me personally, that was never something that. First of all, I never wanted to be in that situation. Let's just get that right, okay? I I was thrust into it behind some bull, and that's why. And I say fortunately, you know, I was gonna say, it. well, yeah, that's and. This is why I'm a huge proponent of parents talking to their children and keeping it a thousand with them and letting them feel comfortable to talk to you. So you know what the hell's going on with your child. You know when Ricky being mean, you know when Sally being mean, you know when, you know, Nene and them is ganging up on your baby. You, you know what the hell's going on. So you can intervene and you can advise your child. But if you're not talking to your child, if you're not giving your child that room to say, this is what's really going on in my little child life. There could be some adult forces in your child's life that right. they don't know how to tell you about. And if all you keep talking about is hell, damnation, rimfire, and all this other mess, or just don't get pregnant, or just don't this, or because I said so, that's not enough information all the time. No, because Especially when you're young and you're impressionable and you have to talk. You have to talk. Says, she says, I agree. And children are fearful. They and the children yes. are fearful. But that, that goes back to, hey, Pooh, y'all, um, that is Christina of Women of Empowerment, Inc. Y'all check her out on Monday nights on Instagram under yes. Robin Paris MUA. Makeup artist, mm -hmm. tune in with her on Monday night. She is doing her mental health awareness month. Are you okay? Are you okay, sis? So, hey, problem with queen vibes. I know. <laughs> so, going back to what you just said, that makes a, it that's like being told, don't do this, but we're because we're curious now. 
You told me not to do it, but why? Why are yeah. you telling me not to do this? And if by some chance, if I if I am talked into doing it, or how about this? You just tell some. This, honestly, if this is what I feel. Like now I know. I always said, I guess I, I guess God gave me sons because I wouldn't know what the hell to say to a daughter because nobody told me to write shit. So what well, part of my French? But right. if nobody told me, I don't know what I would have said. But now, now having fully looked back and healed and evaluated, you know what I would have said? And it was something that my mother was trying to get me to understand, but I don't think she fully understands the concept of real self-love and acceptance. So it's a little difficult, you know what I'm saying, to explain it to somebody else. But what I would have said is, you, my dear, are precious and extraordinary. And everything about you, somebody needs to earn through respect, love, and care. And that takes time and dedication. And then you, when you are comfortable based on what they have shown and proven through their actions, when you are ready to be intimate, come to me and we can talk about it. Right. That would have helped me a lot. But you know what I'm saying? And then to sis, when we were coming up, these were conversations we had in school. Yeah. In, in middle school. You know, when you got to the sixth or the fifth grade, sixth grade, this was the conversation that they had in health class. You had the boys it was, in, yes. you had health the boys in one classroom, the girls were in another. Because at that time, you know, a lot of us hadn't started our periods yet. You know, a lot of mm -hmm. us didn't start, got to the sixth or seventh grade. So we had those talks. And then parents, like you say, they looked at sex like it was so dirty and it was so nasty. And you better not do it without an expert, without the reasoning behind. Why? So like you say, we're, we're like little sponges. Yes. You know, and to explain Little boys will lie to you. Little boys will tell you anything to get up in them drawers. You need to come with the raw. We can't dilly-dally around things because, unfortunately, for me, I was an insecure 11-year-old. And it was a handsome 17-year-old foster child of my grandmother. So now, put that in perspective, okay? We always had random people coming in and out the house because both my grandmother and my great aunt, they were blessed them. God bless their souls. They were excellent foster parents to many children. And some came and were short term and some came and were more long term. And when I was around 11, this 17 year old boy was brought into the house. And so me sleeping in the living rooms at night. He comes to the living rooms and convinces me of things. Oh, you're beautiful. I told you I thought I was ugly. Nobody my age talked to me. So now if you have somebody that's constantly coming to you, telling you all the things you've been waiting and wanting somebody to say, and then telling you you're special, you're beautiful, you're mine, you're always going to be mine. Even when I'm married, you're going to be mine. And you know, and you don't know, no, you're confused. You're just like, you're 11 and this is all you've been wanting to hear. So you just want to, it, it sound good, I guess. And he's saying he loved me. And I, I guess this is how it's supposed to work. You said when a man is in love with a woman and he said he loved me. So now this is stupid logic. But when you're 11, it sounds good, I guess. And that's that that's that puppy dog love. That's that's what we're searching yeah. for. You know, because we see this on, you know, back during that time, you know, we saw this on TV. You know, the, the, the boy and the girl date, then they get married. So this is, you know, this is what. Let me see. What's the word I'm looking for? This is the the uh, 
the image that we painted for ourselves. Yeah. You know, it goes back, you know, me and Big Brother Will did an episode and it goes back to we played with Barbie dolls. You know, we had this whole little life planned out. You know, Barbie mm-hmm. and get married, Barbie and Ken get the dream house, they get the Corvette. And the baby married. and all that. So being told that, you're like, yes. You know, this is this is my man because, you know, he's telling you everything. And I'm lucky. Look, and I'm lucky. He said, I'm lucky. Right. So, oh, right. guess what? She's lucky today. Look, look. Now I'm lucky. He said, I'm lucky. Right. He's right. older. He told me I'm lucky. I'm lucky. She's you lucky. are so right. So, Robin right. says, you talking good, self-love and acceptance. She say, talk about it, sis. So, Mr. Yeah. Robin says, okay. So Mr. Robert says, so that's kind of a topic I've talked about recently, which is people who have kids that become parents, however it happens. He's saying people who have kids and just have kids, he say with that comes the difference between raising children and maintaining children. Yes, because there's a difference between having a child in your home, making sure they're fed, making sure they're clothed, but not paying no attention to their emotional needs versus catering to your child's developmental needs, both emotionally, educationally, their clothing, their, like you are raising a whole human being and you have to prepare this human being for the world. But it also comes back to the topic of hurt people hurt people. And if you never learned how to deal with the world and stand in your own glory and be proud of yourself, flaws and all, how can you then teach your child to do that? How can you do it? So now you got the blind leading the blind. And unfortunately, in this case, the blind led the blind to the abortion clinic. Okay. And then the blind led the blind to almost go crazy because I did not know how to handle literally the shock of all of that and going through the picket signs, which really was triggering because I did not want to be there. It was nobody even told me I was going. I never would have chosen to be there in the first place. So to then deal with that, of course, I became an angry teenager, but still focused on college. So I tried to look alive. Nobody else in the family knew. Clearly, this was an embarrassment. It was a secret. I wasn't but allowed they, to talk to nobody about but during, it. But during that time, that's what they did. The family, black families withheld a lot of secrets. You know, that I was literally the- just had a conversation with my grandmother a couple of weeks ago where she told me over 20 years they've been wondering about me. Do you know how much that hurts? To find out your family has been wondering about you, wondering, did you did you lose it mentally? Like what happened to the girl with all this potential, all of this future and hope? And and it's crazy because the time frame that she pinpointed was when I got assaulted in college. I said, Granny, I was looking alive from 11. Looking alive. Holidays, Sunday dinners. You know, those are those suitcases that I discussed and I continue to talk about. That was what, that was the norm in the black family. Mm -hmm. Whatever whatever happens in this house, it stays in this house. That that, that was the norm. That's the way we were conditioned. And even to this day, in the, what we're in the 21st century, even to this day, that still rings true. Is yeah. what goes on in this house, and then you wonder why you have so many children committing suicide. You have so many grown men that are committing suicide. You have so many women that are committing suicide because mm-hmm. of the secrets that 
were con that were programmed in our minds not to talk about. And generational trauma, that's how it occurs because one generation goes through some bull. They are too ashamed to discuss it. They hide it. It comes out in the way they raise their kids. They're hurt from it. It, it festers. And then those same children coincidentally always end up in the same scenario. And if they haven't learned to be open and honest with somebody in their lives who cares, they're just going to do the same thing and keep perpetuating the same thing. I mean, it makes me wonder about my own family and, and the fact that I don't have my grandmother to really ask, like, am I missing any key information? Do you know what I'm saying? Like as to why certain things are the way they are, because I just don't understand. And a, lot I don't of that stuff, um, and a lot of that stuff, you don't find out until a person is on their deathbed. Mm -hmm. um, that goes back to that movie um, with Issa Rae and Lakeith Stansfield. Uh, what was it called? The, uh, oh, the one where they were on the run? No, 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 no. Not Queen, no, not Queen and Slim. This was with Issa Rae and Lakeith Stansfield. Her mother was a photographer. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't see that movie, but I know the one you're talking about. I, I, what was it? What was it called? The letter or something like that. But her mother wrote, she didn't find out a lot of things about her mother until after her mother died. But her mother wrote a letter. So that's typically when black people find out stuff. We find out after people are passed away or they tell you on their deathbed. So let's go mm -hmm. into some comments and we're going to jump, continue on with the conversation. So Kalila says you have to have someone that cares and constantly, that cares and constantly teaches you. So Mr. Robert says, personally, I do not yet have kids at 35. So he's 35 with no children, ladies. However, he said he's one of them since he was 17 because I wanted to create the family I never had. With that, I have thought continually about tactics um, and techniques and how to approach different situations to attempt to raise and teach them, not just maintain and discipline them. So we have Oh, Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, you know what, you be proud of this uh, of yourself, first of all, because having children is a very complicated endeavor, sir. And if you don't do it with the right people, then hot mess and chaos will ensue. I promise you heartache, hot mess and chaos. So it is best to be still. Make sure you are a whole, healthy individual. Make sure that you are now yoking with somebody equally yoked. So that way you all will be on the same page raising your children. And hopefully it's somebody where even if it doesn't work out, you can co-parent and not act a damn fool. Right. Oh, and that's a topic for next month. So mm -hmm. tell us y'all be on the lookout for that one. So Ms. Yeah. Robert says, oh, baby, that one's going to be good. Because uh, some of you women are not going to like what I have to say. I'm sure. They, look, I'm sure. So you better know it. You better know it. <laughs> so Miss mm -hmm. we have to teach our kids to be comfortable with their bodies, understanding needs and wants, and explaining the fullness of their bodies instead of shunning what we're born, what we're born to be, sexual beings. That part, because when young children are molested, they wind up molesting other kids or becoming very sexually active early because now they know what that feeling is. And they wasn't even supposed to know what none of that felt like until much later on in life. And just like you'll see some babies who will dig holes in their diapers to play with things, 
it can't help what feel good. You see what I'm saying? Like there's a certain amount of nature that's involved in these things just with regard to sex and reproduction that once you push that button, mm -mm -mm -mm, I mean, you know, it's there. And I mean, that's a lot. That's that's hard to unpush. So my and you got to explain At Lexia, we know literacy changes lives. As the gateway to the future for every student, literacy can boost their confidence and help them realize their full potential. Based on the science of reading, our literacy programs, along with all of those dedicated educators, can change the path of students' lives forever. We believe literacy can and should be for all. That's why at Lexia, we're all for literacy. So my sis Kalila says, that's why I call my daughter my beauty queen. I teach her now so she knows better. I even play Princess Song, the most beautiful girl in the world. So when a guy tells her all of this, she will know already. So of course she's saying facts. So she's agreeing with us. Yeah. So Mr. Robert says, secrets destroy families in my opinion. I don't mm -hmm. know my family history as a result. And through that, I have no attachment to my family name. I'm a third but it ends with me because I'm beginning anew. The photograph. That's what it's called. That's the photograph. You got to watch that movie because and, and the reason I say watch the movie is because the mother had a lot of secrets but her mother was not the best. You know what I'm saying? So it That's just really came up. It's hurt people hurt people. Phenomenal movie. Oh, it was a great movie. Um, and Mr. Robert says, trust I would have had kids already if I wasn't looking for the appropriate parent, LOL, a few times. Oops. Oops. Uh, uh, Mr. Robert, you can say that for next month. Spray them all up, sir. I mean, ooh. Right. Yeah. says, I damn near cried the whole movie. Right. Oh, because what? when I tell you, and, I, and I've discussed this on previous episodes in regards to these secrets. You know, we don't find things out about our parents until after they're gone. You know, it was a lot of things, you know, when my father passed away, some things that I learned about him after he passed away. There were things that I knew about him while he was still alive, but it was other things that I found out about my father after he passed away. You know, he didn't write a letter. It was just as I was going through paperwork. You know, See, my thing is... I saw things. I, I would much rather have my children take my life as a cautionary tale. I always tell them, look now, look now. Okay. Anything I did, you ain't allowed to do that. Okay. If any mistake that I've lived through that I can tell you from my own personal experience, traumatic, wrong road, wrong road, wrong road. If I can tell you wrong road, please don't waste my life and yours doing it. Okay. Now you're going to try some new stuff that I ain't never did. I'm going to pray for you and we're going to hope for the best. But Parents, be honest with your children. Give them as much information from personal experience so they don't think that you just a no monster, just saying no to everything. No, no, no. She the fun police, the fun police. How many times do we hear this from teenagers who then run off, do reckless things because they think you're the fun police when really you what you meant to say was this is for your own good. This is for your safety. This will traumatize you. If it goes left, this going to happen, that going to happen. You ain't going to make it. You ain't going to like it. And it's going to be traumatic. If you would just tell them that part instead of I'm the mama or I'm the daddy and I just said so. Because what you I would have so many teenagers in these certain in these circumstances. Because again, it's the judgment and the fear. You can't rule in judgment and fear 
you should be raising children in love and encouragement and empathy and understanding, not fear and domination and, and manipulation. All that other stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like, who do you care about more? What do you care about more? What the public thinks of you or your child's mental health and emotional development? Uh, I'll take what the what the public thinks about you for 500, Leslie. I, I know other people did too, Ashley. Uh, mm, right. But did that help me though? No. Even when I had my children, I was I was specifically told, uh uh, ain't nobody about to know that I had no grandkids because I don't need nobody knowing I'm that old. I don't need this messing up my job. Literally. And when I finally had my children, I was 20. So I'm like, you know, I'm not that bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, you look, you already handled something that was embarrassing enough to you, which we could have handled in other ways. But I was told specifically, I ain't having none of my family members all out in the world. I've heard this discussion and it's sad because that wasn't even a conversation at the time. It's just I've heard after the fact years later through random family kitchen table talk that that's how people looked at abortion. I'm not going to have no random person raising none of mine, but you don't mind throwing it down the garbage. I mean, hey, during that time. Uh, that make it make sense to me. I don't understand. But during that, but like I say, during that time when our parents were coming up, it was one or two things. It was one or two options. You either have either an abortion, get rid of it. You either have an abortion or the baby was given to somebody in the family. Or the mother took the child in and raised the child like it was their child, not mm -hmm. knowing this, you know, and you're not knowing that this mm -hmm. is your child and all the while you're thinking, you know, what well, a child Sister is mama. thinking. Sister mama. You're the Grandma mama. Right there. Yeah. I, I mentioned that, you know, in that movie, Madea's Big Happy Family. When the mm -hmm. guy found out that the woman he thought all along with his sister was really his mother. His mother was raped at 12 years old by her uncle. And he was the product of the rape. So there it goes. So let's jump in. Let's talk about facts. Facts about abortions. But girl, that video hit us with too many. Look, the facts almost flew me out. Okay, <laughs> the, the facts. I had to resuscitate myself. I said, "Uh, uh." Now we we had to, we had to pick up the poo poo and the chiva. You know, during that video, I had to woo saw my life away before I just fell completely out. Honestly, yeah. What did they say? We we made up thirteen percent of the population and thirty six percent of the abortions. What the what? But that's not an attack on us in our race. Houseway, but. Let me show you this picture. Read what it says. More than crime, more than accidents, more than cancer, heart disease, and AIDS, abortion has taken more Black American lives than any other cause of death since 1973. And see, and this is the sad part that makes it frustrating because on one end, as a woman, Again, I have to stress, I want to reserve the right to do what I want to do with my body. Because let me tell you something, God forbid I was to be down the street or going somewhere and I'm attacked and assaulted. And yes, I've already been attacked and assaulted in numerous ways by people I didn't know and people I did know. Okay. And if I were to end up pregnant out of something like that, mentally, I would not be able to handle that. I would not be able to handle that. I know myself enough to know 
I would not be able to handle that. And I'd be damned if I don't find out until eight weeks later that I got the killer's baby brewing. Who you? How you gonna tell me that I I now have to go through the emotion of feeling the killer's baby kick and all this other stuff, and then and then gotta go through the emotional. Don't want to let my child go. What if I was having fertility issues? What if, what if, what about like, yo, there's too many what ifs. What so if you like were that one, one in, in, that's like saying, what if you were that one in, in 30 that, that, that have, that's experiencing fertility issues that goes back to. And this is why I say it's like, you want to argue about the right to have it, but I don't want to be forced into it. So again, make legislation that bars this backdoor BS, but then also make legislation that evens the playing field. So that way, when I do end up pregnant, I could afford to keep my baby without having an issue. And then you don't have to shove me off to no Planned Parenthood. You don't have to shovel me off to, to no clinics. Y'all keep trying to make this an either or, and it's an and conversation. Right. It is an and conversation. There, there are so many things. There are so many reasons in regards to why women choose abortions you have what if you find out okay you find out you, okay so you find out you're pregnant you're, you're eight weeks because i believe they do if i'm not mistaken if they haven't changed it i know they do what up to second trimester abortions i think so so and then you have to have some kind of medical something i mean and honestly okay, look now, if you ain't figured it out by the time you uh, look now but sometimes you don't know. Some you have some, and that's that, a rarity. And that's why I say you have some, because these tests that they these genetic tests and a lot of them you have to think, sis. Insurance doesn't cover it. But that's that's what I'm so saying. You're not gonna know a lot of these issues that come along with your baby this, until after the baby is born, and then you know. You this know, is why I say you got to even the playing field. With resources, resources, resources. How about this part? If we had universal health care and everybody had access to the same health care, then everybody could adequately find out about their babies, make their own decisions and early decisions because they all would have access to information to make the best decision for themselves, their physical health and their mental health. But do they want to make sure that we all have an even playing field? Hell to the no, to the no, no, no. No, they don't want us, you and me and everybody that looks like us. We're not supposed to have those kind of options. We're supposed to stay poor so that they can keep telling us when to create lives for their new slavery and when to cut lives because it's costing too many. You know, we got a lot of people on this earth. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, in the name of looking to get to Mars, we got to make sure we watch our resources and we can't do like China do and just tell people you can't have so many kids. So, you know. This, these are our countermeasures. We cover both ends of things. But like I, that, like that's, I was saying, that's how I look at them. But like I was saying, the Rothschilds, they, they, ain't they the ones that, that be running both sides of wars? Both sides of the abortion topic. Hold both ends, make money on it, either way. But like I was saying, when it comes to, in regards to abortions, some people are left with no choice. Like I yeah. say, what if you find out, hey, you have the possibility your baby could be born with a genetic disorder? You should you have know? that right. 
a lot comes down and, and I get exactly what you're saying. I'm, I'm not disagreeing. But what I'm saying to you is when it comes down to the facts, not all women want to have abortions. No. Not you all of them want I know I never wanted any of that. That been there, got that t-shirt, never wanted that. I didn't go in the gift shop. Somebody went in that bitch and came out with it and threw it on me. And not once, but twice. Just to be clear. And, and it's something that I, it weighs on my chest. I was 15 and then I was, believe, 24. And it's sad because that one, because I was grown, I, I think I can't even allow myself to really gather all the details because I was just so beside myself that I was even in that position. Because at that point in time, I was, if I wasn't married, I, yeah, I was married or about to be married. Somewhere around there. Either way, I had been with this man for several years, okay? From 19. This was around at least 24 or so. Already had two children with this man. Why on God's great earth would I be having an abortion? It came down to finances. And because of our family circumstances, and I won't get into too many details because I don't want to tell other people's business, but everybody but me pretty much decided that, you know, it was better for them if we didn't have this baby. I mean, and, and, and like and, I say, that's that force or choice. Yeah. And if you don't have the funds yourself, like at that, at 24, I was already killing myself due to my own family dynamics, you know. So for me to then, basically basically a threat was put out. You had this baby. The, the help that you get, we ain't helping no more with your kids. And knowing that I couldn't afford to even exist without the help I was already getting, what other option did I have? I mean, and it is sad because the first time I gave myself some grace because I was underage and I really like was not, there was no option there unless I wanted to be homeless. You know what I'm saying? Or run away. And that was dangerous. And I wasn't a risk taker like that. You know what I'm saying? So I gave myself some grace for being a minor, but as a grown woman with two children, I very much feel the weight of that now, having looked back, because I did have other choices. They would have been hard roads. They would have been incredibly hard roads. But I'm hurt with myself that I let other people make me feel like I didn't have an option. And that if they really did love me, they would have put me in that position. None of them. You know, I should have recognized that back then, or at least if they loved me the way that I needed to be loved, they wouldn't have put me in that position. But we can't change that now. And so now that's that's two things that I wear on my soul and I know that I'm going to have to talk to the father about and we're going to have to have a sit down and he knows my heart and he knows what, but it, it weighs on me. It will never go away. It will never go away. And I'll always have to wonder, did I have that daughter that, that I've always wanted? And did I just throw her away? I'll never know. And it's sad because now, I have fertility issues. Now I have medical issues. And and now there's very little hope of having a peaceful, happy experience raising children. So my legacy in that respect has been a lot of up and down and sadness and heartache. And they are all because choices were taken from me or I allowed myself to make myself feel like, I allowed myself to be made to feel like I didn't have options. But again, if we go back to this 40 acres and a mule, 
even in the playing field, making sure everybody has the same access to resources, making sure all of us, if I had had my own way of being able to be self-sufficient, especially that was backed by the government and support, instead of support in going to fam Planned Parenthood, and that being the only support, things might've been different. But when you don't have the resources on your own, what are your options? Where are they? So, I mean, it would be safe to say, although you may feel like that was not a good decision, it may have been the best for you. Because some could say that, you know what I'm saying? You know, for me personally, I would have chosen in both instances if I could not have kept my child, especially the first time around because of my age, I would have chosen some form of an open adoption so that I can get my life together and then be involved with my child one way or the other. That's what I would have done. That would have been to me the responsible thing to do, to still bring the life into the world because that's what God intended. Obviously, that's that's. That's the scenario that came about. And so I always would like to assume that, you know, through a, to a certain extent, especially if it's a willing encounter between parties, if life's created because people weren't cautious, then life was created. However, there are a lot of people that aren't able to have children that are blessed with the resources and the heart and the love and everything that that child would ever want and deserve. I would have preferred to have been given that option. And that other people's feelings about adoption didn't trump my personal feelings and my mental health and my ability to look but at myself in the face. But if that's what you wanted, why did you allow others to influence you? Well, that goes back to living for other people instead of living for yourself. You know, when everybody presses you about what you need to do so that they can look like this, so that they can appear like this, so they can feel like this. And all you want to do is be a people pleaser and make people proud. I was told not to be a baby mama, not to be an ex-wife, not to be a lot of things. So once I found myself pregnant, then that's what we are. We, oh, we're just going, this is what it is. Now we with the man. Now hiring bookworms like Courtney, a crew member at the Batesville McDonald's. McDonald's is great to college students because they actually offer tuition assistance. They've basically paid for what student loans couldn't cover. We're hiring people like Courtney who are passionate about what they do. Our benefits include tuition assistance, flexible hours, paid time off, free employee meals, and more. At McDonald's, the crew is the special sauce. Join us. Apply now at McDonald'sHiresOhio.com. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Home. They say it's where the heart is. They also say it's wherever you make it. They don't say it's where you unload your stuff, get tired halfway through unpacking, use some boxes as furniture, realize your oven mitt's in a box that doubles as a nightstand, don't want to buy a new nightstand, and use a towel as an oven mitt instead. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on renters and car insurance. Easier than grabbing a piping hot pan with a towel that's a bit too thin and trying to quickly get it to the counter. Ooh, hot, 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 hot. We would demand. So even if things aren't going that great, we would demand because we're not supposed to be an ex-wife. We're not supposed to be a baby mama. We would demand. So now if the parents and the man and everybody else involved are saying, girl, we ain't beat. And I know I can't afford to live on my own and raise three kids. And we already had a stepchild in the house, too. So. I'm just going to say, after 
everybody go through a stressful pregnancy, dealing with working, paying for most of the things, and 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 then fussing with everybody. That's not healthy at all. And my grandmother had just passed after my second son was born, so I had literally had nobody to even attempt to ask what to do outside of everybody that was, you know, team playing parenthood to save themselves, you know, whatever they thought it was going to cause them, you know, and, and, and I, that's why I say, I'm going to have to own that because I did have other choices. And if I'd have been braver and not so afraid of what everybody else thought, and if I cared more about myself and my own peace of mind and my own ability to look myself in the face, I could, I could have saved myself a lot because a lot of heartache followed that. A lot of depression, a lot followed those two events. And it didn't need to be that way. It didn't because at the end of the day, I was a young mother and all I needed was time to be able to go to school, finish my degree and focus. And I could have been very successful. I could have taken care of all three of my children and not had a problem if I had the proper support. Instead of, you know, being bullied into what's convenient for everybody else. And that's the reality of it. So it's important to have these conversations and to teach little girls their worth and to hammer it down. And not in just to love yourself, love yourself, but love yourself and protect yourself. And explain the ways you need to protect yourself. Emotionally, physically, all of it. The concept of loving yourself entirely must be really hammered into children. Not just little girls, but children. Because when bad things happen to children, it changes their whole skew of the world. And it influences all of their decisions. And unless you're blessed to have self-awareness at some point, or... You, you're one of those people that is going to go to therapy to work yourself through all of your past trauma. Now you're just another angry black person in the world to then breed more angry black people. And, that, and that's why these conversations are necessary. So now it comes down to pro-life or pro-choice. You know. Me personally, I'm for whatever the woman, whatever the woman decides is her body. It shouldn't be a choice. This shouldn't be a discussion. I'm not going to tell a woman what to do because only you know what's best. You know, I think it's unfair for a person to bring a baby into this world and you know you can't take care of the baby. That part. And unless you and people mean, are and yelling mean, and picketing and signing all these legislations, unless y'all are going to volunteer to raise these children and raise them well, adequately, you're not doing that part. So why are you interfering? Okay. I, and I'm not talking about the financial part. I mean, oh. the emotional part, the mental part. The spiritual part, all that plays a part in raising a child, not just financial, because anybody can have a baby and spend money and take care of a baby. But are you fulfilling the child's needs, not just the financial need of a child? 
for that, that's my point. Is that all these people complaining? They're not trying to do none of it. They ain't trying to do the financial. They ain't trying to do the emotional. They ain't trying to have no orphanages. They ain't trying to. They're not talking about solutions. They're just arguing about other people's rights. But but what are you going to do when you take that right away? What's going to be left to these people? What's the other option? What's the alternative? Just just more hurt people. Emotionally, you know, damaged people. That's what we want. I mean, we absolutely need more resources, more access to healthcare. We need better education in regards to sex. Um, And that not only just starts at home, but I think they need to put it back in the schools. Because at one point, like I say, when I was in junior high, that was what we talked about in the health class. We talked about sex. We talked about, excuse me, the changes that a woman's body goes through. You know, we 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 talked about pubic hair and, and underarm hair and, and periods and stuff. We talked about all of that. Mm-hmm. They show the herpes and all of that, you know, scaring folks. But it depends on where you go to school, what school district. We don't standardize nothing in this country. Sex ed in Jersey is different than sex ed in Texas. It's different than sex ed in California. You wonder why we so confused, why everybody's doing something different. And like I say, if parents backed more of a support system in regards to us having these conversations, it may cut down on a lot of teen pregnancy. It may cut down on these illegal abortions. I mean, you have People, these girl underage girls that are getting pregnant that have friends that are 18 years old that are able to get these abortion pills or they, they buy them off the black market mm-hmm. and these kids, they're dying. I mean, it's a lot. So, I mean, my thing is when it comes to pro-life or pro-choice, I feel like a, a woman, you make your own decision. That's your body because at the end of the day, whatever decision you make, you got to stand before God and you got the answer for that. So I'm not going to tell a woman what to do and what not to do with her body. I mean, I've had an abortion. I did it because I didn't want another baby. I didn't want no more children. And it was a viable pregnancy. And my tubes are tied. I didn't want any more children. And now you did everything you could do. I know a woman that tied the tubes and burnt the tubes and she still kept on popping them out. What you supposed to do? I mean, you know, my tubes are cut, tied, and burned. I was pregnant. When I found out I was pregnant, I, nope, nope. Number one, because I couldn't financially support another child. Number two, the daddy was, he was doing his thing. He's still doing his thing. Nope. And I was not going to raise another baby by myself. If you know it's not a good scenario, this is, again, it's a personal choice. That's why we should only discuss it. Prohibiting illegal abortions you see what i'm saying or requiring requiring medical necessity past a certain amount of time that to me i could understand somebody saying all right look now you you trying to be down here seven eight months sis i'm gonna need you to have a real reason why we even attempting to do these things i could understand that kind of a thing because now we're in unnecessary zones you know what i'm saying that really should be reserved for select specific circumstances but outside of that, it should be the woman's choice. 
Then you know what I'm saying? It should be more options too. Yes. Why plan B fifty dollars? Look, why plan B fifty dollars? Why the generic thirty thirty nine ninety nine? But not just that. I think adoption should be discussed more. Yes. The first thing that people say when they get pregnant and they don't want the baby is abortion, abortion, abortion. Why not adoption? You know, I think the resources need to be available for either option, and that goes back to considering abortion know your options why is abortion always the first thing that people go to why Think about not it. say you know what let's adoption do you know I where to find out about adoption in your state? Because I can tell you, if I wanted to, if I just got it in my mind today, you know what? I think I want to adopt me a baby. I wouldn't know where to start. It's outside of Google. You but don't even hear I mean about where. Yeah, like you don't but even that's know what where I mean when I contact say. nobody yeah. about abor uh, adoption. But you'll know where you can get some some abortions very easily. Planned Parenthood to tell you. But that's why are they telling us about adoption? More resources and more options on adoption. It needs to be more mm -hmm. information put out instead of the moment a woman finds out she's pregnant, the first thing she does, oh, well, abortion, abortion, abortion. I'm going to have an abortion. Why not give the baby for adoption? Give the baby mm -hmm. up for adoption. Do you realize it is 60% of of I, I want to say a 60 or 65 percent of black women don't know the information in regards to adoption you have so many women you have so many women you have men out here that would adopt a baby or two babies or three babies why can't that be an option instead of abortion a go to it's, it's Naomi Campbell just adopted like a baby in her what you were saying now I'm saying that Naomi Campbell just adopted a baby in her 50s. Like we it's a new day. There are people who are career driven. They get their money in their bag right. And now they're ready to have babies. Why are we making babies in petri dishes when there are plenty of children that could be adopted and loved? But it's a lot of red tape in regards to adoption. I've mm -hmm. done like I've done research and I looked it up. It's so many hoops you have to jump through. To, to adopt the baby, you have to be a certain this. You can't have any underlying medical conditions. It, it's so many, it's so much red tape that prohibits people from adoption. So this is why I think a lot of people opt for abortion. Well, yeah, because you don't know where this child will end up. You think about all of the horror stories that you hear about orphanages and certain places where kids are just left and they're never adopted. And it's a whole situation. You know what I'm saying? Like these are bigger issues because it's about how they're treating our children. And once our babies are past a certain age, are they getting adopted? Who like it's. a? But it's happening now. You're seeing older kids getting adopted by their school teachers, by their counselors, mm -hmm. by coaches. And, and why and is I, it that? I just salute that. I, I'm loving. And I'm not saying the little babies don't matter or the toddlers don't matter. I'm not saying that at all. But I love to see the bigger children that have mm -hmm. been in care since they were five or six years old, finally getting adopted at 11 or 12 years old. Yeah. The family that, you know, I'm loving it's that. Security. And even if it is a white family adopting a black 12-year-old child, my hat goes off to you. Thank yeah. you for this child 
that's out of the system that's been in the system five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve years that goes back and forth and salute to the the caseworkers that proactively stay on top of these things with mm -hmm. these children so my hat goes off to them a big middle finger to the ones that just throw these babies out in, into foster homes and you don't go back to check on them and these are the ones that end up dead or abused it was a family i, I should have pulled up i should have loaded the video but i'm gonna say this we're gonna go into the aftermath um the these they were brothers i want to say it was like five or six of them it was on the oprah winfrey show cute mm -hmm. little black boys that were adopted in this foster family oh my gosh if you could have saw the cruel punishment starved them um I think by the time they got the children out of foster care, I think the boy was like 16 years old and he looked like he was 10 mm -mm -mm. because he was so underdeveloped because like you said, these foster families get these kids for these checks. They don't do right by these children. I was so, just about to go there. How is it so is, easy to become a foster parent? So easy to have children that are traumatized. These are children that have been through. To me, it should be harder to become a foster parent than it should be to become an adoptive parent. Because truthfully, most kids in foster care don't come through some stuff. They need extra love, extra care, extra support, extra resources with regard to their mental health and their safety to deal with whatever reason they've been taken from their parents. Versus if I'm pregnant baby in the womb and you say you want a baby, I should be able to meet with you as long as your finances are right, as long as your mental health is okay. Why can't you just as easily have the discussion for adoption with my child when my child is not traumatized? But yet you could, for a check, end up with my child as long as I neglect my child. You can end up with my child as a foster mother, but not as an adoptive mother. But the reason that is wild. The reason that it's easier to become a foster parent it's because it's easy for them to move them children out and out off the system and move them into somebody's home. They don't care whether it's a good person or a bad person. Hey, oh, she's a foster parent. Good. She could she wants to take in 10 children. That's 10 children that we can move off mm, out, of, out, of this, out of this uh foster home. We can move it into some and make room for Tim. It's a revolving door. So that that's you know, that's what it all comes down to. So now we roll into the aftermath. The abortion is done. How do you move on? Do you ever move on? You find out Fully. you're pregnant. You've made the decision. You follow through with your decision. Do you ever truly move on? Do you do you, mean when you finally have a baby? Do you Think about the baby that you got rid of, or do you just kind of push that to the back of your mind and say, hey, you know, that's that's a part of my life I don't want to deal with. These are the things that, that fall along with these decisions, whether it's an abortion or an adoption. Mm -hmm. Either way, it's, it, it, it's, it's a hard decision. It, it's a tough decision. You got to live with that. It's, it. some, it's something, right. It's something that you have to sit down and say, Am I going to be strong enough once I make this decision to move on, to carry on? Because mm -hmm. that's the aftermath of it. 
And that's why it has to be your personal decision. Right. Because otherwise, like me, I'm left with a decision. I'm I'm left with guilt and weight for something that I never wanted. But I it was still my body. It was still me at the end of the day. Like and the way that that messes with you. To know I'm going to have to atone for something I never wanted. And then every Mother's Day to, to have to think about it and try not to think about it. You know what I'm saying? As I watch my children get older and I think about how old all my children would be. That weighs heavy on me. When I think about the fact that they've been wanting to take my uterus for some years. And that I've had made actual decisions with my health. Because I hold out hope for having that experience in life where I'm raising children in a happy, healthy, functioning relationship. You see what I'm saying? Like, there were certain dreams that I had as a child that were stolen from me. Just stolen. Because other people wanted things. The damaged foster son, he wanted something. Stole something from me. My parents, they, they wanted no drama and no nonsense. Stole options from me. You know what I'm saying? Several people just kept doing things that took options from me. And I'm left holding the bag. I just praise God that he allows me to fuel my pain into a purpose. And that I, I pray that my testimony, just like yours, will help other people to avoid this kind of foolishness and help us get to a better solution. So that we only just talking and spinning our wheels. But again, once we get solution oriented, then we can start to change the narrative. We can change the game. But until we address some of the issues within our own community that cause us to push each other to Planned Parenthood, instead of us inspiring each other to come up with more solutions. Like, hey, y'all, why don't we have some more black adoption agencies? How about we start fighting for legislation about adoption and changing some of the rules? and regulations. These are things that we can do to be proactive, to counteract the abortion rates without attacking abortion rights. That's the thing. Let's attack the right issue. Attack the rates. Let's address the disparity in the rates. But let's not attack the rights. The rights never should have been attacked in the first place. It's two separate issues. And we can advocate for that. We can advocate for more resources. We can advocate for better health care across the board. We can advocate for a lot of things that can help to save these black lives that are lost before they took a breath. But it doesn't start with just stop abortion altogether. That ain't the answer. It's not an either or. And in my opinion. That, if you go back, let me go back to that comment that uh, ADHD hour. That goes back to that comment when he says mm -hmm. every time they don't want to talk about something in politics. And he says it's because they know how strongly people feel about it. Mm -hmm. So you have to keep talking about it. I mean, you know, oh, I'm, I'm going too far. Sorry, Robin. But it goes where she says, yes, you have to address the issues. Rates versus rights. Yeah. Back to what I just stated or what I said or what I posted, pro-life or pro-choice. Let it be the woman's decision. 
That's, That's the way amazing. I think about it. It should have never been a pro-life or pro-choice. It should have never been a pro-life or pro-choice. You see what I'm saying? Because the women that chose to have abortions because they knew they weren't mentally and physically or financially ready, they chose life. They chose to sustain their own. So get it right. It was, it was never a life or choice thing. No, in them choosing the abortion, they were choosing to sustain their own lives and the lives of whatever children they may have already had. And if bringing another life into this world is going to jeopardize the stability of everybody else's life, that woman should have the right to make that decision. Once again, we they love to get us off topic when really that never should have been the argument. It never should have been a pro-life or pro-choice and all this other mess. No, no, no. We all have a right to live and love. What is the First Amendment claim? Even though I know it wasn't made for me because I wasn't even a whole person when they wrote it. But still, I'm just saying, you know, what does it say? We supposed to have the ability to live, love, pursuit of happiness, all that, all that, all that. But unfortunately, unfortunately it is pro-life versus pro-life or pro-choice. Unfortunately, that's that's how it is. They just going to keep that argument. You know, so I'm gonna end with this. Mm, that part. The black woman in America is statistically safer to have an abortion than to carry a pregnancy to term or give birth. Hashtag, <clears throat> excuse me, scary stats. Mm. And that's the Planned Parenthood black community. Y'all go follow them on Twitter. Baby, it cuts up. Let me just say that. Mm-hmm. In the name of preeclampsia and, and underlying conditions and inadequate health care, which is don't, and we're gonna run we're gonna run it back to equality with regard to access to resources, because mm-hmm. that shouldn't be a rate either. And if they gave us better health care, we would be able to bring more babies to term safely. You're right about that. So Mr. Roberts says, if you can create size, you can create disparity. If you could create disparity, you can manipulate the narrative. Right. Boom. I like you, sir. You know what you're talking about right there. Well, there it is. He hit the nail on the head. That's why I say, unfortunately, unfortunately, it's pro-life or pro-choice. We do. Divide and conquer. And what's that over there? What's that over there? Distraction. Right. <laughs> but that's the, but but that, like I say, that goes right here. Pro-life or pro-choice. That's how that's how they keep us divided. Look, we got a little too happy with Black Lives Matter and, and stop Asian hate. Hold on now. We're supposed to be fighting about pro-life and pro-choice. And all the while. We ain't supposed to be talking about y'all rights as individuals and humans. Hold on. Let, let me see. Ladies, y'all. Because all the while that they were passing that stop Asian hate law, Governor Greg Abbott of Texas was passing the six weeks, the six week ban. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Opportunity. The opportunity just hit because right. And now a lot of states have made it illegal. To have abortions. So now you're going to have a lot of people traveling to 
other states mm -hmm. in the middle of a pandemic. And it's going to increase illegal abortions. So we're going to roll into the final thoughts for the night. I'm going to let you go ahead and I'm going to let you roll your final thoughts and then I'm going to end the show with my final thoughts and a couple of updates for this week and next week. I mean, I, I just, I'm blessed and highly favored to be here with you, Miss Ashley. You know, I love you to death. And this was yet again, another very, very needed conversation where we were able to be candid and discuss some serious issues that need to be addressed, you know, they're world issues, they're human issues, but especially within our melanin magic community, we need to start having these come to Jesus moments and kitchen table talk, ordering the court. So that way Let we stop you real quick before you continue. Let me stop you real quick before you continue. You can't come back on the show because I, I was not supposed to cry today. But go ahead, continue. I'm gonna mute my mic. <laughs> <laughs> but look, no, but I'm serious though. We have to create the the movement to give us what we need to say look now we tired of this damn distraction okay we done heard you yell distraction and look over there about 75 times sir we look where are my benefits where are my 40 acres and my mule where is my health care and and when we keep on getting them back on topic back on target back on target and when we start to have more of our melanin magic going and writing legislation and going and lobbying and when we start to use their tactics against them strategically, you know, counteract some of this foolishness. See, because the thing is, these folks will never change what they do until we start doing it. Okay, because then, then it's like, hold on, this is for us. We we're only we're supposed to be able to do the filibuster and run our mouths forever. And then as soon as you do it, no, we don't want to do it. Like this, this is how politics works in the United States, and we have to outsmart the tricksters. I'm tired, me personally, I'm tired of them playing us like we're stupid. We're not stupid. We see you, we, we hear you, we acknowledge exactly what you're doing. And these conversations help to inspire us to be the change we want to see in the world. And that's really what it's all about. Ooh. Call it what it is, and then now let's, let's all run and be active and do something about it. Absolutely. So my final thoughts, abortion. Unfortunately, they've pitted us against each other with a pro-life, pro-choice. Mm -hmm. Do we like it? Some do, some don't. I, Who are supposed to like to argue like, like it? <laughs> right. The ones that like to argue are not doing it. The ones that like to debate. Mm -hmm. that I, don't, I don't like the division because a woman should have should be entitled to her own rights to her own body. Whatever decision you make, you have to stand before God and answer for that on judgment. Mm -hmm. Being a person that has voluntarily went and done an abortion, and I hate to say it that way, but because I went and had one, I have to deal with God on that day. So who in the hell are you to judge me yeah. with my body? Because at the end of the day, this is mine. This is my womb. And I can do whatever the hell I want to do with it. Your you, life, your choice, your responsibilities. You, not you, sis, but you know what I mean. You, I know what you mean. Your governor, 
your senator, your mayor, and whoever else, you cannot tell me what to do with my womb that God gave to me. Life is about choices. It's up to you whether you make the good choice or a bad choice because you have to live with the consequences of the choices you make in life. And that's the thing. And you, if you think that you're only going to have to account for the things that the public knows, <laughs> think again. Because everything you do in private, the Lord saw you. He knew your intentions and he saw your heart. Okay. And if you think that you can avoid that or get away from it, all you people that think that y'all going to go on with Elon Musk to Mars and escape the rapture, I promise you, you'll be caught up in the rapture of love. And it ain't going to be so lovely, though. And so it ain't going to be Look alive and, and everybody, you know, act accordingly. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Make sure that you advocate for the rights of others the same way you want them to advocate for your rights. Don't trample on other people's rights, same way you don't want nobody trampling on yours. And we all will be much better. But Stop you keep it. going with the division and all this other foolishness, chaos ensues. And that's just, it is what it is. We saw with the Black Lives Matter protests and everybody losing their minds and Antifa this and all this other mess. We saw with the crazy rioters and the insurrection, crazy folks doing crazy things, all distractions so that they can keep capitalizing off of us new slaves. And I'm not here for it. So I love your guests because they're popping and they're woke and they're on point. And in the name of healing, this was just a fabulous time as usual. Like. Yeah, Excellent. You. Excellent. And I, and I appreciate you coming on tonight and you know being transparent. You know, girl, look, I've been laid in the bed since Friday from that that car accident where I, it almost took me out. Okay, laid stuck in the bed since Friday, but I knew that this was a blessing, and so this was worth me getting up, coming in this living room, and talking to my girl because. It's a necessary conversation. And this makes a lot of the pain that I've had to go through in my life worth it. Because I pray somebody's blessed by my honesty. And, and that they are a little more comfortable to reach out. And please, anybody, honestly, I am the DM queen, okay? If you want to talk and you want somebody who's going to listen, I ain't charging people for this kind of stuff. I'm just here. I'm literally a sickly lady that be in bed marketing as a momager. Okay, doing my CEO magic from the phone. She's she's mobily everywhere. Don't sit at home quiet. Yeah, don't sit at home hurt. What is always free? Yes, yes. We are old. Look, well, at least I know I I be around. Okay, and I'm the girl. You can well talk to me first, but I will Facetime you. You know what I'm saying? Call me through the Instagram if you down or or you going through something and you want to talk and you want options, especially if it's something that I've already shared openly, I'm sharing it because I want to be that resource for those who may need it. Because we need somebody to hear us, validate our feelings and help us to soar our lives out. We all do. And sometimes it's good to talk to somebody that been there and done that and got that t-shirt, whether they went into the shop and bought it themselves or whether somebody went in and bought it for them. And on that note, um, don't forget. Oh, my phone died. And don't forget, y'all, every Tuesday, every Thursday, don't forget, tune in with Black Girl Interrupt.
that y'all know I go live 8 p.m. Central Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, this coming Thursday, of course, is ending. I'm going to talking about mothers. Thursday will be open farm. Um, but I do again. I want to continue. Excuse me. Um, I do want to have mental health. I do want to continue to shed the light on mental health. I do want y'all to know. Um, that help is out there. There are resources. Again, y'all already know my DM. If you know my phone number, call me. Send me a message on Instagram. Whatever you got to do in regards, if you need that voice, if you need that ear to vent to, I'm always available. I'm always here whenever you want to talk. I don't judge. Y'all know I don't judge. Y'all know I do not. I'm very transparent. I'm very open. And this is, of course, is a safe platform for anybody that wants to come on. Don't forget, y'all, you can find Black Girl Interrupted. I'm on YouTube. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I am on all the stream platforms that are available. Ms. Lee says her phone died. Um, but again, I absolutely appreciate her being on the show. It's always a pleasure when she comes on with me. Um, again, I will see y'all Thursday, 8 p.m. Central Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, in open forum. We don't talk about anything. We, if you want to talk about current events, let's talk about current events. But I definitely, again, want to keep the spotlight on Black mental health. I'm, I'm sorry, mental health awareness in the Black community. So on that note, I love you guys. Thank you so much for allowing me to vent and to relieve a lot of issues that I have going on. But I do love you guys. Thank you for the support. The same time, 9 p.m. You spend the first hour of your vacation at the luggage carousel thinking there's nowhere to go but up. But there is a place to go but up. Because when you open your suitcase, you find it filled with dolls. Dolls like the ones in that movie that scared you so much you wet your girlfriend's bed. Ah, Marissa, the one that got away. You return the bag to the airport with relief. It lasts until you get back to your room, where a fallen doll waits to greet you. Don't let a suitcase full of dolls ruin your vacation. Go on a real vacation. GoRVing.com. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details.